I'm Chris Motes, and this is Faith in Politics. On this broadcast, we range from the soul to the state as we explore those principles and cultivate those virtues that help us live well as faithful Catholics in this great land. Well, folks, we're in the home stretch, week nine of the South Dakota legislative session. I am once again on location in the Capitol building, Pierce, South Dakota. And for those who uh, maybe not follow the legislative session that closely, there has been a lot going on this year. Here, week nine, uh, almost to the very end, this is the last full week of our legislative session. Then the legislature gets a couple week break while the governor finishes her final review of bills that have made it to her desk. We come back at the end of the month for what is known as veto day, where the legislature may consider uh, taking up any bills that the governor might have vetoed in the meantime. It's their last day and uh, they could be really busy. They might not be. But as we're kind of coming into the home stretch here, week nine, we have a really good sense of where we are uh, kind of coming uh, through a number of the bills that the Catholic Conference has endorsed and a number of our our friends and allies in in, uh, the halls of the the Capitol. And I am joined this week by my dear friend, Dale Barcher. Dale is the executive director of South Dakota Right to Life. We we shared many, uh, many joys and travails this legislative session um, in the in the committee rooms and working the floor on a number of bills. Dale, welcome to Faith in Politics. Hello, Chris. Great to be with you today. Well, one thing I was kind of hoping we could do, just spend our, our time this week kind of walking through a number of the pro-life bills that were considered by, by the South Dakota legislature this session. And, uh, and I, I thought nobody better to do that with me than, than you with uh, such a great command of not just the relationships uh, with the legislators on the floor, but also a command of the details and the various bills. So with that as kind of uh, where we're going, where do we start, Dale? Well, first of all, uh, Chris, uh, the camaraderie we have up here at the Capitol with uh, South Dakota Right to Life with with you and the Catholic Conference is just remarkable. And uh, I cannot thank you enough for your um, assistance on these bills and your persistence uh, here at the Capitol. And we've also got some other allies that are in the trenches with us, uh, Family Heritage Alliance Action, Concerned Women for America, the Family Policy Council, uh, just to name a few. So uh, we're a great team up here. We're a team for life and for family values. And so this year, uh, I'm currently in my third year as executive director uh, here. And so I'm up here lobbying for our sanctity of human life and and uh, promoting um, uh, the life issues. So this year we're on t- supporting 10 different uh, life bills. Um, out of the 10 that we're supporting, and you've been so gracious, Chris, and come alongside of us and, and uh, assisting us and we assisting you. And out of the 10 bills, uh, two of them have unfortunately were defeated. And let's, uh, let, let me just mention those two. Um, the Medical Conscience Protection Act, was defeated on the House floor. That was um, that was a loss, and um, and then also the Embryo Destruction Reporting Act was another loss. Now those two bills, even though defeated and lost this year, I am convinced that the stakeholder holders are unified in bringing them back in a stronger. Uh, fashion next year. So we've we've learned a lot about those two bills and we'll um, very possibly be bringing them back next year. And so we'll try again. I really appreciate Walter Elliott once made this statement and I quote, perseverance is not a long race. 
in as many short races, one after another. Oh, beautiful. Well, that's what we do up here. Yeah. Short races. So uh, two bills down, but we accomplished something with the help of our legislative friends and allies. We accomplished something in that eight of 10 pro-life bills uh, passed all the way through. Now, that's, that's incredible. And before you, I, I want to, we're going to talk about these eight bills, but just for our our listeners in the state of South Dakota, whether you're in the Diocese of Rapid City or the Diocese of Sioux Falls, you can turn to your most re- recent copy of either the Bishop's Bulletin in the Diocese of Sioux Falls or West River Catholic uh, out of Rapid City for more information, particularly on uh, the Medical Conscience Protection Act and why that's such an important, uh, you know, the principles at stake are really, really important principles. So we'd like to just echo your um, your insistence, Dale, that, yep, learned a lot, but uh, we're going to soldier on because that's a really, really important uh, piece. Um, and not to the exclusion of anything else, but that in, that in particular, I uh, expect, to, expect to see again. Okay. Eight more. Let's yeah, let's walk through them. Well, two have have uh, the two passed and uh, received the governor's signature already. In fact, uh, House Bill ten fifteen, which was the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Act, uh, passed the House, passed the Senate. The governor signed and had a wonderful signing ceremony. Why? Because that bill is significant. That mm. bill simply says that every child born. Uh, even though maybe out of the horrific circumstance of a botched abortion, that child deserves the same medical attention as any other child of the same gestational age and period. So that was the right thing to have done. And um, the governor was happy and pleased to sign it uh, into law. And then there was the uh, governor's donor privacy protection bill. That was House Bill 1079. And uh, the governor uh, pushed this forward and simply protects um, donor uh, organ, nonprofit organizations and nonprofit um, grant, uh, granting. And uh, so we appreciated that bill as well. So well, those two bills are through and signed. And I'll just make a note, too, for our listeners that have maybe followed the Catholic Conferences bill list up on our website. That donor privacy bill is not a bill that the Catholic Conference is on. Obviously, we don't take a position on the vast majority of bills. But that's not to say that um, that people who are, are other organizations that are very similar in in, in values, uh, you know, like the South Dakota Right to Life, it, it could be an important bill. Do you mind saying just a bit more about about what the purpose of that donor privacy bill was? Because that's maybe not on the radar of some of our Catholic sure, conference listeners. Sure. So uh, the governor's donor privacy bill, ten seventy nine, uh, protects donor um, protects nonprofit agencies such as South Dakota Right to Life, and it protects uh, trusts that maybe are set up to support um, uh, organizations, nonprofit organizations. Um, it, 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 it is not partisan, so it could be any nonprofit organization. So it's fair across across lines. And um, so it, that's what it does. Yeah. And I, I think one of the points that I heard about this too, that, that, um, I guess resonated was, you know, transparencies for government, but but private nonprofits are entitled to a, a degree of privacy, and it's something that's maybe important as we are seeing uh, more and more of what we call, or you might hear, have heard the term cancellation. So and so got canceled, and I think the idea was just that um, nonprofits, and regardless of their viewpoint, this is viewpoint neutral, as as you mentioned, Dale, 
are just entitled um, to maybe be safeguarded against some of the, the forces of cancellation that we see out there in culture. So great, great. I'm glad that you brought that up. What, what's, what's next on our list? Well, there's Senate Bill 83, which is our perinatal hospice bill. Uh, this was an important bill. It provides parents with that referral comfort information for fatally ill newborns uh, that receive a uh, diagnosis that their baby upon birth um, uh, most likely will only live minutes, maybe hours, maybe a few days. And so this perinatal hospice bill uh, is a very comforting bill, a good bill, and uh, made it through both chambers. It's on the governor's desk right now. In fact, it's such an important bill that the governor's calling for a signing ceremony sometime this week. And so we're grateful for that and um, thankful that it passed all the way through. Very good. Then there is House Bill 1114, and that, that's a bill that provides a much needed revised definition of abortion in state law. You know, the, the, uh, the, those of us who claim to be pro-life, when we see uh, the photo of a baby in the uterus, we don't see a potential life. We see a life with potential. Amen. So that's, that's an important bill. And so it needed to be revised uh, to capture abortions and it passed. Well, and, and just maybe another note on that bill is currently under state law, the definition of abortion legally is the termination of a pregnancy. But of course, we know that an abortion terminates a life. So there are some circumstances where perhaps um, a mother is pregnant with more than one uh, child in utero. And if, uh, heaven forbid, that there would be one child who they call it a selective reduction, uh, God willing, I, I pray these don't happen in South Dakota. But if they do, they wouldn't be captured by a current definition of abortion. So this, the, the change in the statute um, ensures that all of those potential things that, that really truly are abortions are captured under our, our legal definition, a, a great, great change. Yes. And then there's House Bill 1110. And this, uh, this made uh, not only statewide news, but national news. It's the governor's Down syndrome uh, bill. This, would, uh, this bill would simply ban abortions based on an unborn child having a Down syndrome diagnosis. And uh, this is the right thing to have done. It passed unanimously through both the House and the Senate. And the governor um, is going to soon be having a signing ceremony. And um, it's the right thing to do. Did you say unanimously in the House and the Senate? I, yeah. I want to make sure I heard that. Yeah. That's a, because... You know, even in South Dakota, with with a really strong pro life culture that, that that we're blessed with here, in large part thanks to, you know, just the solid solid work of Right to Life through the years, um, it, a lot of pro life bills that that Right to Life is endorsed. I mean, it's it's not every day that you get a unanimous vote no, on no. one of these bills. So I think that's really just a powerful signal of of of, of really the compelling principle mm -hmm. that's that's behind this not only is abortion wrong but it's wrong to discriminate right you know so you know and as you mentioned dale national press i was getting um contacts from from friends and and acquaintances out of state even just saying just saying god you know god bless south dakota um mm -hmm. this is a, the national profile in this bill is really compelling and and even legally too just kind of a legal note is that um, a couple of years ago, in a, in a dissent in a Supreme Court abortion case, Justice Clarence Thomas, one of one of our great uh, Catholic jurists on the Supreme Court, uh, indicated that that really this issue of eugenics is ripe for Supreme Court review. So the, the Supreme Court has signaled we want to consider 
the discriminatory aspects of abortion. So um, who knows what the Lord has in store, but uh, potentially an avenue to for our, our high court to reassess it's really awful jurisprudence on abortion. So uh, job well done. Well, on the Down syndrome bill in committee, I made this statement. One uh, parent with a Down syndrome child once thoughtfully said, and I quote, God gave me a child with Down syndrome to fulfill my special needs. Mm. Isn't it so true? Isn't it? Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Uh, all of us have, uh, we know someone yes. uh, with Down syndrome and they're beautiful, beautiful people. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful children. I, I think there's something just like really at the heart of the gospel admonition to, to care for the least among us, that actually it's it's the right thing to do. But in fact, when we do it, it changes us. Like it it, it really is something that's that the Lord uses to do a work in our own hearts. So beautiful quotation. Well, uh, two, two more bills. Uh, Senate Bill 183. Uh, Chris, was the abortion contract ban. And uh, uh, friends, we simply believe that a person's right to life as a provision in a contract is wrong, that those contracts should be null and void in the state of South Dakota. Uh, this bill uh, ran into some op- opposition, but we're grateful it passed all the way through. Yeah, and and what's, what's at the heart of these abortion clauses and contracts? There could be a couple different sorts of contracts that they're used in. One, the legislature uh, has, has sort of learning more about, we, we call them surrogacy contracts. And another one that you brought up um, in committee, Dale, were, were these contracts that, that are maybe between, um, well, we used to see them between like celebrities or, or high profile athletes and their girlfriends. If you get pregnant, you got to get an abortion because I don't want to be a, a dad. I don't want this responsibility. Great, great point in bringing that to the to the committee's attention, and um, you know there's cause for concern that these aren't just celebrities that are using these anymore, but these are now um, perhaps even becoming more commonplace. Regardless of whether the case is you know a celebrity with a, one of these abortion contracts or even a surrogacy contract, you know the the point remains, as you put it, Dale, that you know a person's right to life should never be the subject of a contract between other people. Like that's just that's um, it's wrong on so many different levels. So grateful, um, grateful that our legislature saw fit to consider it. I, I do want to just highlight the sensitivity at stake it, when we're talking about these these sorts of contracts, and and surrogacy gets brought into it. We know that there are people in South Dakota for, for whom this is a very sensitive topic, and and understandably so. You know the pain of. Of, of infertility, of des- desiring a child, um, this is this is a real pain, and we, and we have to acknowledge this. And so, for any Catholics, you know, I've I've had a number of just really beautiful and, and intimate conversations with Catholics that are maybe thinking through this this topic for the first time. And and one thing I always encourage people to do, and I just want to mention this now before we get to our last bill, because it's such an intimate and sensitive thing, is brothers and sisters. Invite the Lord into this conversation with you. You know, when you're kind of thinking through whether it's surrogacy or IVF and what does the church teach and, and am I there, keep the Lord right there in your prayer life. You got to bring bringing these issues to prayer and say, Lord, help me, help me, Lord, think through this. I've maybe having a difficulty or a struggle. Invite the Lord into it. And there's really a nice summary in our catechism too that, that helps us reason through these 
you know, the church never makes an argument solely from authority. The catechism says so. Therefore, end of discussion, you know, just um, close your mouth and close your brain. And no, no, no. It's actually the catechism is beautiful in how it walks us through the reasoning of the church in light of scripture to get to the church's conclusion. So those two things, reason your way through it with the catechism, but also invite the Lord into, into your prayer too. So, so Chris, um, yeah. I, I'm a born raised in corn fed South Dakota. And I absolutely love our state. I, lo- I love the people of our state, the values of our state only in South Dakota. I am so grateful that our statutes in law um, this 183 that we passed, the, born, yep. the, the um, ban on abortion uh, contracts, it, it, it uh, so builds on the protections we already have in statutes uh, against uh, anti-coercion acts. Yep. So in South Dakota, we cannot, you cannot coerce a, a woman, a pregnant mother into aborting their child. And so 183 simply says, if there's such a contract, it's void and null and unenforceable. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, really, if you look at some of these contracts, too, and um, anybody that's interested, just send me an email and I'll send you a, a copy of, of one of them. Um, I'll, I'll redact names for privacy's sake. But you look at things like, you know, if, if a woman would, if a mother would break the contract, she's subject to liquidated damages. It's a legal term that's a very, you know, it, it's almost beyond the pale, the, the, the legal penalties that a mother would be subject to if she, if she broke the contract. So you're, you're right to, to, to mention it in the context of coercion, um, which is already well-established in our, in our state statutes. Well, the last bill, uh, let's, let's take on, uh, Chris, is House Bill 1130. House Bill 1130 is the uh, drug-induced uh, abortion bill. In South Dakota, in 2019, which is the latest uh, stats that we do have, there were 114 elective abortions in our state. And um, out of those 114, 34.1% of them were chemical or pharmaceutical abortions. And um, what this bill, 1130, simply says is that um, at, at the end of that pregnant mother's visit to the abortuary, the abortion facility, yes, that mother, upon leaving, upon being discharged, um, will have already received one drug, yes, uh, the abortion uh, pill. And she's taking a second one with her home to, uh, to take within 48 hours. Yeah. This, this bill says the last thing that that mother's going to receive is a document, a piece of paper, a statement stating that if she simply discontinues the abortion protocol, and, and does not take that second pill, if she simply discontinues, seek a physician's assistance, uh, she has a higher probability that her baby will be born uh, healthy, a natural birth. And so we wanna give women that have second thoughts upon leaving the abortion facility, we wanna leave them with the information yes. that they can simply discontinue 
the protocol. Don't take the second chemical, the second drug, yes, and possibly save their baby. Well, that's a it's a great bill. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Faith, Faith in Politics. I'm your host, Chris Motes, joined by my friend Dale Barcher, Executive Director of South Dakota Right to Life. We've got about seven or so minutes left here in our time together, and I just want to put House Bill 1130, Dale, in the context. We've got some really robust and really really nice. Um, uh, it, our, our abortion statute, if you will, it's it, what it requires is for a woman to visit actually in person with the physician who would perform an abortion 72 hours before the abortion. As you point out, it's more than one third of those abortions would be what they call medical medication or pharmaceutical abortions. And I, you know, before I, I learned a little more about this bill, I didn't exactly understand how this works but there's actually a series of drugs that a woman will take. And if I recall right, they're, they're spaced out about five days apart. And so the point of House Bill 1130 is after the woman, she's done her initial visit, she comes back three days later, later the abortionist administers that first drug. And what the abortionist is required to do under House Bill 1130 is before she leaves there, hand her a notice saying, if you've got regrets, if you've changed your mind, there may be a chance that you can save this baby. And, and, and here's how you would go about getting medical care. And, it's, and we know that this can happen. Um, one of the, the proponents we heard testifying in committee was uh, Dr. Glenn Ritter. Uh, Dr. Ritter is a family practice physician out of Sioux Falls. He's also a Catholic deacon and the uh, um, the, the leader of the Catholic Medical Association in the state of South Dakota. And he shared of actually having gone through this with mm-hmm. a patient, very mm-hmm. compelling testimony. Yes, it was. And, and said, look, I've got photos of a very healthy baby boy. One year old. One year old now, because I got a phone call. There was a, a young lady who had gone to Des Moines. She was actually in Northwest Iowa, um, but she'd gone down to Des Moines and, and uh, changed her mind. And after having regrets, somebody put her in touch with, um, him. And so he kind of went through the protocol of, of how do we, how do we try and get this woman the help she needs? And it's, as you put it, it's, we're increasing our chances here. We can't guarantee that a child's life would be saved, but really a, a beautiful, um, a well, well-written bill and be great to have in our statutes. So. Well, conservatively speaking, uh, the chances are 20 to 35% a uh, chance that if she does not take the second drug, yeah. that, that her baby can be born uh, healthy and well. I've seen as high as 65% chance. Mm. So that's that's worth mentioning, don't you think? I to think the mother? So. Worth mentioning. Yeah. yeah. All we're doing, we're sharing, sharing good information here. Okay, Dale. So we've got uh, four or so minutes uh, left together. What's next? What does a, what does a lobbyist do? after the legislative session, you just go home and yeah. put up your feet, right? You take a real quick breath <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then you, uh, you start all over again. Mm. And so uh, our, our, we, we have stakeholders, the organizations that I mentioned earlier. Um, it is my hope that we'll meet in mid to late May and we'll begin to look at next year's session as to um, where we need to go to continue to chip away and strengthen the sanctity of life statutes in the state of South Dakota. You know, the, uh, the organization, Americans United for Life, uh, based out of Washington, D.C., 
every every year they do an analysis of states where they're at um, in their pro-life laws. And this last year, they pegged South Dakota as the 10th most pro-life state in the nation. We're going to see that climb this year because of eight pro-life bills that have passed. I'm yeah. grateful. Yeah. And you didn't even know this, but two weeks ago, we had Katie Glenn from Americans United for Life as a guest on the program. So they're a great organization that provide really helpful kind of research and, and mm-hmm. expertise. So yeah, it, it'll be, um, you know, God willing. Um, it, not only is it, it, it kind of feels good. It's kind of nice if you see those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what, at the end of the day, what we care about is we care about human life. Right. You know, so the numbers are nice, but even better is, is just the, the knowledge that we're, we're, we're doing everything we can to, to make abortion not just illegal, but unthinkable. And human life, a culture of life from conception to natural death. Yeah, wow. Well put. That entire timeline. Well put. So if, if somebody, you know, is maybe their heart has really been touched by hearing about these bills or, or they're just kind of thinking, you know, what's happening? What's happening in our country right now? I want to do a little bit more to get involved or just a little bit more to, to, to form connections with other like-minded people in, in my community. Is there, is there a South Dakota Right to Life chapter near them? Well, yes. In fact, in South Dakota, we have 40 communities that have a, lo- a right to life chapter in them. Is, wh- what was that number, if I may ask? And I, I'm asking a question I don't know the answer to. What was it three years ago when you started, Dale? Oh, I, I, can't, I can't even recall, but I just know I've been really busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a humble man. I, my recollection is that you've maybe taken that number up a little bit, which is a, a great thing. There are, there are many like-minded people out there um, you know, that, that share our values and one, you know, one thing that, that I've kind of seen in the past, um, boy, a couple of years is people, you know, they maybe get a little tired of, of some of the headlines they see nationally. And my encouragement is always, is always you know, um, ask the Lord to give you strength and joy and get involved where you are. And, and Right to Life is a, is a great way for folks to, to do that. You know, Chris, um, when, I was a, when I was in elementary school, I attended Holy Family Catholic School in, in Mitchell. And uh, we, we would walk out of the classroom, line up along the hall for recess time. The teacher would say, let's start the march. And we would chant as we made our way out of the school, look forward, look forward, the best is yet to come. Mm. Look forward, look forward, the best is yet to come. And I think when it comes to the pro-life movement in our great state, hang in there, folks, because I think the best is yet to come. Yeah, well put. Well put. That's uh, Holy Family School in Mitchell, South Dakota. That's mm-hmm. uh, a wonderful, wonderful education. Um, you know, as we're kind of thinking about what, what's next, too, you know, we've got this uh, a governor who now says that, that she wants to be the most pro-life governor in the state of South or in, in the nation. So I think, um, unlike maybe in some states would maybe be thinking, ah, golly, are we going to have to fight off a veto? We're not worried about that, I don't think, in the next, in the next few weeks. I think we are expecting that the governor is going to enthusiastically sign these bills, which is a great thing. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and, and I, from time to time, too, just as we're thinking about the path ahead, I love hearing from people. And I have gotten a number of emails uh, from folks in the last year, in the last couple of years, saying, hey, Chris... I've got a pro-life idea. I want to hear from you. If you've got a, a great idea about, about what a, a good solid piece of a pro-life legislation could look like, don't hesitate to reach out. You can go to uh, sdcatholicconference.org 
O-R-G. Dale, do you want to mention your, your website too? Our website is sdrighttolife.org. Well, don't hesitate to reach out because we really do want to hear from you and, and hear about those ideas that you've got percolating. Dale, it was great to visit about these pro-life bills. Thanks for coming on the show. It's an honor, Chris. Thank you. And thank you, dear friends, for tuning in. Until next time, live well. Live well.